Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. I am a couple days late, so sorry about that, but um, you know, it's kind of like new baby life, right? Trying to figure everything out, and this week has been more challenging. She's been really hard to get to sleep and stay asleep, and I started thinking, like going down the rabbit trail of like, oh no, it must be something I'm eating that she's sensitive to (laughs) and freaking out, like I'm going to have to start taking all this stuff out of my diet and um, then late last night, so Saturday night, I was, or I think it was in the, yeah, no, yesterday, yeah, yesterday evening, I was here alone with her, um, Jake was out hunting and my boys went to play at my parents for a little bit, and I was just researching, like, why, why do babies take such short naps, like, what is basically, what's the problem here, what can be problems, and I think, the biggest issue is not necessarily food sensitivity. I think it's because, you know, with my other two, they just kind of fell asleep whenever, wherever. And I didn't necessarily do anything until they got a little bit older and we would rock and that sort of thing. Um, But I didn't necessarily do anything to put them down for a nap. They just kind of fell asleep and we just went about our day. Um, And I think you know, that, that can work. Um, I think it worked for them. And I think just being the third child, that's really difficult because like she might be falling asleep while we're all in the toy room while they're really big into Legos. So she falls asleep and they move the Legos a little bit too fast and it startles her awake. So I think she just was not getting enough good quality sleep and, you know, just like driving to places she would fall asleep, but then wake up when we got there. And so she just, she just, I don't think was getting, enough sleep. So today I was like, I'm going to pay attention to her cues when I know she's probably getting tired. I'm going to like get into some sort of routine. We're going to go into the room that she sleeps in and put her to sleep in there versus just kind of out wherever we are. And so far it has been a much better day. Now it's only been half a day. So we'll see. But that is kind of why, why I'm falling a little bit behind here. Um, you know, focusing most on coaching and then when I have extra time doing these, these other things. And right now my extra time is really non-existent. So getting it in where I can. So anyways, bear with me. Um, but today I wanted to just share one strategy. I've had a lot of people talk with me about their child and having aggressive type behaviors, or maybe you want to think of it as physical behavior. Sometimes I think aggressive can feel really harsh, you know, when your child is maybe throwing something or, you know, it's not like a malicious intent behind it. Um, so however you want to categorize it, I want to talk about that today because a lot of people come to me saying their kids are doing that. It is what got me into this line of work. And 
So I am going to be launching a mini course, Chaos to Calm, step-by-step guide to like nearly eliminating aggressive behavior. And I say nearly because, you know, it's, it's going to pop up here and there, right? It's human nature to feel the need to release anger in physical movement. However, it will drastically decrease the amount at which it's occurring, the intensity at which it's occurring, and it will give you exactly what to do when it does occur. So if it, you know, if there's a big transition and your child is overwhelmed and it kind of creeps in again, or a new sibling, you will know exactly what to do to kind of get back on track. But this is another strategy. So in that strategy, we're going to talk about processing deep emotions and all of that stuff. But if you don't feel like you have the capacity in that moment to do some of that work, I want to give you another strategy that you can be implementing. And it doesn't just have to be physical behavior. However, it does help. It can be even things like whining, um, just all sorts of things that, so this is going to be behavior that is not in meltdown mode. So when I talk about meltdown mode, I'm talking about like throwing themselves to the ground, screaming, crying, yelling. That's not what we're talking about here. That is other episodes that you need to go listen to the listening sort of thing. This is your child maybe just whining or they're kind of coming coming at you a little bit, but it's not like really intense. If it's happening, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, so one thing that I have been doing, which is um, a stretch for me, I'm going to just be honest because my strength truly is listening to feelings. Like I could literally listen to a tantrum probably all day and be fine. It's playing that is a struggle for me when a child is engaging in a behavior that I don't prefer. <laughs> um, because my natural instinct is to, you know, lecture or be like, you know, just stop essentially. But when we can really come with play, it's amazing what happens. And I really want to stress that. And I know that in my mind. And it's like in the moment, I'm like, I really don't, I just don't want to do it. I just want them to stop the behavior. But when I push myself and stretch myself to play, it builds so much connection. It gets rid of the behavior and it, it's fun. It's connecting. The kids are laughing. I'm laughing. And it's just so much better than what comes from, you know, just nagging them to stop or they are not stopping and it just kind of amps up. And so I'm going to give you an example. So the other day, um, well, it's so weird for me to say my middle child, I want to call my youngest, but my middle son, he just tends to be a little bit more rough and tumble. And so he might like run by you and kind of like, you know, hit at you or something, or he gets mad and kind of wants to attack essentially and not even necessarily and like he's really angry but like he kind of thinks it's funny because he knows you don't like it you know like the button pushers um and so I decided I am not going to do what I usually do and I'm going to stretch myself and I'm going to get back to playing because this was one of the things that I had to get in into the habit of doing when my oldest was struggling with this and I I honestly just didn't want to do it Um, but so like, for example, he hit me like, not like really hard, kind of playfully, but also like I could take him aside and go through the process that I'm going to go through in this mini course. 
but it wasn't really that serious. There wasn't tears or like a meltdown or anything happening. And so I decided I'm going to use the play strategy. And so what I did is I said, Oh, hitty hands must need you must mean you need, you know, whatever it is, 50 kisses or Um, I think in that moment I pretended like I was going to eat his fingers and he thought that was so funny. And then he kind of kicked at me with his legs and then I was doing the same thing with his toes. And now you might be thinking, well, that's just encouraging the behavior. And it's actually not. Um, it is, your child is doing the behavior anyways, right? And it is the reason that they continue to do it is because they are processing through it. Just like if you were to um, go through the crying, like get them into crying instead of doing the play and they're really intense and you're kind of blocking it and keeping them safe. And then they get into crying and you're listening, you are just playing through this cycle. So they're continuing to come at you because they're still processing things and they're using that because laughter is another way that kids, people process things and work through things, you know, emotionally. And, you know, if you've ever thought of like you just having such a good laugh and how good you feel afterwards, it's kind of like that sort of thing. And so when they're continuing to prompt with like more hitting, it's like, yes, I need this connection. I need to process through this. And so that's how they're working through it. So you're not actually saying like this behavior is okay. You are just playing through it, connecting on their level, helping them learn through play and, and it stops and it becomes so fun. So, um, you know, then another, another instance, I was like, okay, I'm going to play again. And so we were playing and then my oldest was kind of in the room too. And he joined in on the play and it was just, it's just so fun. It can be for anything, you know, like my kids, my two oldest are boys and they really are into, (laughs) I'll just say it, boy type things like saying poop and stuff all the time. And I know it can get aggravating for some people like you just don't want them like that's bathroom words or whatever and you shouldn't say that and I think the more we do that oftentimes the more kids want to do it whereas if you just come at it with play and um, engage with them in that they move on from it and they're not stuck in in having to say it over and over again and so we just had this really fun play session they were laughing so hard and the best part is, is it's fun for you too as the, the adult and it's not turning into this like, I have control over you, I'm the authority and you know turning into yelling because they're not listening and then they're getting upset and then you're getting triggered. It's just this beautiful way of like reconnecting, solving the behavior problem, but having fun while you're doing it. And so um, I would really encourage you to step outside of your comfort zone and do some play when your child is engaging in a behavior that you don't prefer, try to play. And, um, you can play in a way that is involving what's happening. Like I did with hitting, um, or you can kind of transition the play into something else. So I'll leave a link for, I call it, um, flip the switch. So essentially like if you need to just almost like refresh, reset. It's not distracting away. Again, you're processing through play and laughter. So it's using just little um, play strategies to kind of reset the day. So if you're, everybody's really struggling, no matter when, it could be morning, afternoon, evening, before bed, whatever. Whenever people are just constantly fighting or um, really struggling and you have to get out the door, 
go to the, um, the document that I'm going to put in the show notes and you'll see a whole list of, I call them flip the switch because you're just essentially flipping the switch on the behavior and getting reconnected through play and fun. So you could also do something like that. These are things like a quick game of hide and seek or tag or something like that. There's a whole list. So go check that out and you can see something that you might enjoy or your kids might enjoy. Um, and then I also just want to encourage you that this for some people, this isn't going to be challenging for some people. It's your strength. Like for example, my husband, he might not be, I mean, he definitely is good at listening, but it might not be his strength. Like it is mine, but playing, he is much better at than me. And so like play to those strengths. If, if your spouse is better at it or you are like encourage that. And, um, you know, oftentimes, moms will say to me like their husband gets triggered easily or he yells or something and they don't like it well this would be a way to essentially like encourage your husband in parenting like I saw you played when he did this and I wish I could do that I need to work on it like that was really great like it made him so happy and it helped you know essentially stop the behavior like calling those things out and sharing with him what you see that he's doing good because I think sometimes we can get in this position where it's like oh they're not listening to the crying and they're telling them to stop crying or whatever and we get stuck there without acknowledging the things that they are sometimes better at than we are you know like we all have our strengths um and if you're not if you feel like me and you don't feel good at the playing or you feel like it's challenging it's because that's not what was done for us right that's not what was modeled and so it is a stretch because you are having to rewire your brain to think differently to choose consciously to do something different than what comes naturally but that is where such great change comes such transformative change and fun and connection so i would encourage you to get to playing the sillier the better because That's going to create more laughter, which creates more connection, which creates better behavior. So go and get playing. Let me know if there's anything that I can help you with. If there's a certain instance of play that you're struggling with that you need some ideas for, shoot me a message. I'd love to chat. And um, I'm also going to put the link to the wait list in the show notes if you want to get an extra bonus for being on the wait list for my mini course that is launching on Monday the 13th, there will be a... Um, early bird pricing, which is really great. And then if you're on the wait list, you will also get a bonus of one free week of Voxer, which is essentially your opportunity to instant message me whenever you need to throughout that week, asking questions and we'll problem solve and strategize together about whatever you're struggling with and how to kind of incorporate these things from the course, um, which is a $200 value that you will be getting free just for being on the wait list. So I would recommend you get on the wait list. And if you decide that you're not, you don't need the course or you want coaching instead or whatever the case may be, that's fine. There's no pressure. Like you're just on the wait list, which means you just get the information and you get to decide what you do with it. So I would encourage you to get on the wait list. Course launching tomorrow, the 13th of November, 2023. <laughs> and um, yeah, let's knock out these aggressive behaviors, shall we? Real quick, before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and take me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I'd love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. 
This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.